0: This is the Capnis HR podcast, hosted by Jason Capnis. Join Jason as he talks to small business owners, founders, and people in tech startups in HR. If you fall into one of these categories or are just curious about them, then this is the podcast for you. You will gain great insights from these great conversations. The Cabinets HR Podcast is brought to you by Cabinets HR. At Cabinets HR, we deliver HR to companies with 49 or fewer people by automating the HR process. We believe that you don't need a full-time HR person to receive full-time HR expertise.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Cabinets HR Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Cabinets. Our guest today is Reena Gupta. Rina, are you ready to be great today?
2: Absolutely, can't wait
1: for it. Rina, a serial entrepreneur and philanthropist, interestingly dove into entrepreneurship when most women take a career break after her first child was born. Her first foray into entrepreneurship started with a staffing company, Avinkia, following which she established a technology company, Target Recruit. At Target Recruit, she achieved many milestones in the Salesforce ecosystem including being the first to be incubated by salesforce and developing the first ats and wms on salesforce platform she successfully exited from Target recruit early in 2018 as a leader in the technology smb space her passion has always been to give back to community recognizing the gap in job opportunities for stay at home moms she started mom relaunch an organization that empowers women on a career break to get back into the workforce their focus on it and hr She finds fulfillment in transforming the lives of women and enabling them to be financially independent. An active advocate and spokesperson in entrepreneurship, she mentors and nurtures the next generation of entrepreneurs in Silicon Valley Youth Coders Club. Rena also leads a Salesforce Women in Tech users group with the aim of fostering a network of like-minded women to learn and exchange ideas. Rena has been featured in CRN's 2016 Women of the Channel in Entrepreneur Magazine, Power 50 solution providers, and much more. She is a regular speaker at various women in STEM conferences, was one of three finalists in Dream Pitch, a Salesforce event, and has her interviews published at Win Win at Work, B2B Next to other 50%, and many other online and print media. Mom Relaunch was also shortlisted as one of the top 10 companies for the Startup Pitch contest at Grace Hopper Conference in September 2018. For Arena, success is beyond setting up a profitable business is being able to give back to the community and to do her bit for women who need support. She plans to continue supporting and mentoring women who want to rejoin the workforce or who are seeking to embark on their entrepreneur, entrepreneurship journey, acting as a voice of evangelism for these women. Rena, thanks for being here today. And a quick question, how you have, you do all that and plus your mom too, that's pretty impressive because you know, both are full-time jobs.
2: Absolutely.
1: So Rena, what's, what are you focused on right now?
2: So the latest thing that I'm doing is mom relaunch for the last, I would say, six to eight months. That has been my focus ever, ever since I exited my previous company, Target Recruit.
1: Serena, I know you focus on moms, but I don't want to talk about something different a little bit. And, and about a month ago, I think we actually talked about this topic too.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So military spouses, people don't realize that military spouses actually have the highest unemployment demographic because most spouses have college degrees because the husband moved around so much. No mm-hmm. one really wants to hire them. How do we, how do we solve this?
2: It's, it's very interesting because we are also looking into our, my one of the first hire um, for mom relaunch, I wouldn't say first, but uh, it was most, most through for one of our client where the person had a military background. She was not only a a military spouse, but she was in military for some, some time. But the thing that we had, the industry that we are in, which we are in IT and a little bit on HR earlier in, um, when we started, most of the work can be done remotely. And when the work can be done remotely, it just doesn't matter where you're located. And uh, with the latest technologies and the latest um, uh, adoption of telecommute work, it has become easier for us to go and hire mom's uh, talent, train them and nurture them, and they can still have flexible and remote work schedule, so that's the right approach in my mind to uh, address this concern. Uh, of course, if you uh, any ask women and um, mom to uh, leave their job, in they will do in a heartbeat when their family is located relocating. Um, but they in in their own um, heart, they really want to continue their own career. So we are able to uh, just bring together this gap or bridge together this gap by asking clients to give us remote and flexible work schedule.
1: Serena, the, the gap, you, uh, you just said that word. So I know mm-hmm. a lot of people that have like a resume gap, three, four years or whatever the case may be. And it's like a lot of recruiters would be like, well, you have this gap, what do you do? Mm-hmm. And to me, it's like, whether well, they are raising a family or they're doing something else, I mean, does it, does it really matter? How mm-hmm. do we get recruiters like to change their mindset on this and to keep and to stop from seeing that as a negative so much?
2: So I will be very honest with you. It is considered a negative thing when we go back. However, the the most important thing is not educating the uh, recruiters. It is educating the moms themselves because they are not just sitting at home. Look at them. They are volunteering. They are doing all those things. They are learning the skills during their parenthood that they are not able to put it as a transferable skills in their job hunt. So when we are talking to these women and they'll come back and say, oh, I've not done anything. Then I say, where do you spend your time? Oh, I've been volunteering and doing the project management and doing this, this, and all those uh, stuff that they do at their schools and all. And they just don't value that time as something that they can use for that. And that's the key. If moms are confident enough to talk about that skills, uh, they will find and they will convince the recruiters, they will convince the clients during their interview process that while I was not in a nine-to-five job or doing a 40 hours a week job, I was still learning skills that I can use during my new job. So it's a two-way education.
1: When you think about it, to me, moms can put on the, on the resume, they're a CEO of their family for that time period because basically they are the CEOs of the family.
2: Absolutely. And, but the problem is, it's not about convincing recruiters. It is convincing moms themselves first. So <laughs> it's, it, that's very interesting when we talk to moms and we, we, we ourselves get surprised. just like, hey, you have been doing this. You have learned this skill. Why don't you do this? And now how will you transfer those skills? You, even though you put your resume CEO of your house, they will not be able to get convinced on how that skill is related to the job that they are hunting. So, so that's
1: yeah. So you're saying it's more of an educational mom's part, then? That's,
2: absolutely, I, I, is, I
1: never, That's a good point. I never thought about it like that, but you're, you're actually you're absolutely correct.
2: Yeah. See, it's it's a it, whenever somebody is looking for a job or doing something, it's a sales job, and a salesperson can do as better sales if they're themselves convinced of their product, yes. right? Yes. So, very true. So it's, it's the other way around. Why do we need to start convincing the whole world? First, convince ourselves, be confident. And once you're confident, the world will follow you. And that's, that's, that's the thing that we are trying to teach our moms.
1: Serena, what is your definition of a mom?
2: Well, definition of a mom is somebody who is taking care of the people. Who, and I, the reason I say mom, because... Sometimes the definition of mom expands in our world is like you're taking a career break not only because of your kids, but maybe to your parents, maybe to somebody who you care for, right? or for some other reason. So in this context is a mom, the bigger definition of a mom is somebody who's taking care of someone beyond herself, <laughs> So just, just whether it is kids and all, and putting and to some extent, somebody who's putting others' priority in above herself. It's a very broad definition. Uh, it's not just, oh, I'm a mom of two kids. It's like, you're a mom of a two kid, that's great. But are you doing your responsibility? Uh, are you taking care of your dependents? Are you taking care of the fact that your kid has to be fed on time and this and that and everything? So taking, taking the responsibility, making sure that uh, all it is uh, in nature, we, as, a, as a caretaker, we just put our, ourselves as a back burner. So a mom does all that. They are not only just cooking and cleaning, they're prioritizing in their head saying that, oh, my child has to be fed before I can work on my own job. So that's the definition and the person who does all those things, whether it is a mom or somebody who's taken care of because of the family situation, that's that's very important aspect. It's in the mindset of a lady who's doing all these things.
1: I think as individuals, a lot of us forget what moms really do on a daily basis. Because most of us just take for granted, you know, mom's doing this, mom's doing her thing. And we don't realize everything that mom is doing for all our families everywhere.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, again, uh, the reason they take for granted, again, <laughs> is the fact that we, we ourselves go back and say, we'll do it. We don't mind doing it and all that. So we ourselves don't keep on saying, hey, I'm doing this for you. It's, it's there. We are, I'm here. I'll do it for you first. And then I'll think about myself.
1: You know how does the mom relaunch process work? Does like a mom come to you and apply for a job? Do companies come to you? How does that process work?
2: So we call it as a four-step process. And the first step is where moms can reach to us. Uh, when they reach to us, either through we are doing some info sessions, webinars, social media, they go and register on our website. From that, we send them a link to register for what we call as the career assessment where we have a small group of anywhere from one to five, no, one to six people uh, joining together as a group, learning from each other. When I'm telling something to a mom, maybe someone else can take from it. So that we call as a career assessment. In that, we talk about what your past experiences were. What are you planning to do? And then what is your action items to reach from where you are to, to your goal? So we carve out and we from the career assessment, The outcome of that is a um, career uh, path. Second step is they get into the training program. We ourselves don't provide training programs, but we are partner with our uh, training partners. So we have partners who teach soft skills. We we have partners who teach hard skills. We have partners who teach uh, things like how to interview, how to do those things um, in terms of a broad spectrum of work-related skills. So we bring them and then from the training, if there's a path to get certified, they get certified. Then the third step in our process, we call it as a launchpad. Now, the purpose of the launchpad is to we give them volunteer experience to work on real-time projects, maybe some nonprofit projects, maybe some other things, a simulated environment where they fill up their time sheets, they record, they meet, they do all things as a work. And that is the key. I call it as the unique um, Uh, source for our our program because that's where they fill in the career gap when you're having a uh, resume and you say you have certified you're trained but what about your work experience and they say I have shown another three to six months of work experience in our launch pad that changes the game for them and the fourth step is to find them projects or we find them jobs either permanent or uh, consultant or we take on projects as well to execute in-house So that's, that's the four step process for our moms.
1: Do you help moms across the United States and how do moms find out about you?
2: So we, when we first started, we wanted to be global, but then we realized that we have to take a market, take a specific skill in IT and, uh, make sure that we do everything correct and then start replicating. So we expanded, we started to be global. Now we are pretty much local in the Bay Area to start with and only focused on a skill called salesforce.com. That has been my background. So uh, unlike other companies where we want to start small and all, we had a big big vision. Uh, We still have that vision, but we realized that if we put everything together, it will be hard to um, just manage it. So we narrowed it down to this year and uh, we just want to focus on one area, one skill, and then expand.
1: Serena, so, you were at Target Crew for quite a while.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What made you start another company? What made you, want, what, what made you do, do that?
2: So a, it was not only Target Recruit, but I had uh, another company before I started, Kolavankia, which is still there. And um, I call myself as a serial entrepreneur. While I don't think I can just not do anything. And in my entire um, entrepreneurial journey, I have seen in my own companies that women that we have hired and given them a little bit of flexibility, trained them uh, if they they have a family obligation and all those things. They still are so productive because they are, they are the ones who just want to get the job done, go, go back home, be with their family, and they are very loyal. Uh, and again, this is my experience working with my own company, and I feel that there's a pattern. And this is what I wanted to do for a long time as a service and expand the model of what we have done in our own company. And that's why I started uh, Mom Relaunched. Now, I think I feel I'm pretty successful in my entrepreneurial journey, but the fact that this is my real passion, uh, this is where I want to help women, this is what I want them to be successful. I have a very lofty goal that every woman should be financially independent. And um, that's that's why I'm here. That's, that's, it's just my passion.
1: Reena, so everyone knows that starting a company is not easy for anyone. Yeah. What additional barriers do females have being an entrepreneur that men might not know about?
2: Yeah, so if you think about it, um, the additional barrier for women, whether it is job or being an entrepreneur, it's the same because they have more obligations at home, whether they – even they they have shared, they have a partner who shared the responsibility, but somehow it's in our, it's in our mind and brain. We are wired to take on more responsibilities at home. Even if we are not doing it, we are planning it. We are doing it. It's like the, I've seen and worked with a lot of women. It's like, oh, my partner works and hell, but I still have to tell him to do that, right? So, so that. That part is like itself. It's like you're not comparing apples to apples. Women are always overloaded with a lot more responsibilities. The fact that I try to tell um, women that if you're if you're owning your own business, you you can manage your own time and control the outcome and things at the pace you want. That's how I did it. I was I was working as a uh, for a company. Then when I, my child was born, I went into an entrepreneurial journey. And I feel that being an entrepreneur is much easier (laughs) than doing the job for somebody because you are in much control. Of course, it has its own challenges. Don't didn't mean to say it's very easy. But the fact that I can say, I want to grow this person this year because that's all I can manage as compared to being forced by somebody to do something that I'm not able to do it and I'm still struggling to do it. So that part, I feel like it's, in my opinion, entrepreneur. Being an entrepreneur, even it's as small as that, it's something that you can manage. I, 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 I teach entrepreneurship to kids. I teach entrepreneurship. So entrepreneurship is in my blood. It's just I feel like that's a much easier option for women when they are looking for flexible uh, jobs.
1: Rina, let's say there's a woman out there and she wants to start a business.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What advice should you give this person?
2: First thing, uh, she has to know how to do time management. Without time management, she will not be able to manage herself, forget about people that she will hire. My second advice would be, she has to learn to prioritize. If she doesn't prioritize and say, oh, this time and this time, between this time, it's my job, it's my, after this, like, I'll give you my own example. I've been running these companies, but after three o'clock in the afternoon, I don't work. In, I, I try to free up my, of course, everybody checks emails and all those things sometimes, but because after three o'clock, it's my kids' time. So I manage that and I prioritize. And my kids know that before three o'clock, no matter until there's something really big, if there's not, don't disturb mom, right? So prioritization is important because at one point what's it's important for you may not be the same prioritization at the other. And my most important <laughs> suggestion would be you should outsource. Do anything and everything that is only important for you that only you can do. Otherwise, outsource anything and everything that you don't have to. That's another problem women face. They they try to do everything themselves. That's that's a recipe for failure, I would say. If you can't clean, call somebody. If you can't cook, call somebody. If you, you don't have to be doing those things. You don't have to be doing, you cannot do that. <laughs> outsource everything and anything that you can and just focus on the time. Spend as much time as with your kids, but don't spend time every time cooking or cleaning. I'm not trying because this is cooking, cleaning, everything is where women spend time. But I would say outsource everything that you can.
1: That's (laughs) truly great advice. Mm We're going to change the topic now. Can you talk about a time you were successful in the past? What you learned from your success or what you can learn?
2: Yeah, you know, uh, I will relate to one specific instance here because... Every time, or um, I'll go back to my other company, Target Recruit. Okay, so we built a product. It was a software product to manage the hiring and managing the hiring process and all. So we built the product. We were a services company. I turned uh, into a product company, but I wasn't. I didn't feel as successful by selling it the first time. What I felt was when the first client gave me the recurring. Uh, renewal money like that they bought it first year and they paid it again next year I felt like yes it is a viable product similarly for um, mom relaunch the mom that we launched she was on a career break for nine years and she got hired with one of a really big company and it, it was such a such a big satisfaction that yes somebody with that kind of mindset that kind of career gap, that kind of skills we have been able to nurture, we have been able to train, and they have been able to successfully place her. So that, that level of success is not only called it success, but it's called a career satisfaction.
1: Rina, when someone gets hired through mom relaunch, are they on your payroll or the other company's payroll?
2: Depends. If we, uh, if they hire the person directly, they will go in their p- payroll. If they hire through us as a consulting uh, or a staffing uh, thing, they will be on our payroll.
1: Okay. So follow-up question. Talk about a time that you failed in the past, what you learned from this failure, and what we can learn.
2: <laughs> for warm Relaunch, we call year 2018 as year of experiments, okay? Because I was telling you that we started with global and all those things. So we started with very lofty goals and uh, failed at some of the incidences where we felt that there was void in the gap and uh, the, uh, the process was not very smooth. So learning from that, we have experimented. We have failed numerous times in terms of that process. We have uh, brought in people who thought would be very successful. So several instances last year have failed. Continue to learn. We have focused our approach for 2019 as a learning process, and we are going to continue on our very focused approach this year. So that's my learning experience from the multiple failures. I can't tell you how many things we have failed there.
1: <laughs> Rina, I understand you have something for our listeners today.
2: Yeah, you know, but as I said, like we are focused on Salesforce uh, ecosystem. So we are developing and nurturing candidates, moms who are in that. Um, skill so if you're a company who's looking for, or who have a who are a customer of salesforce.com and if you're looking for getting some additional help from us and uh, or maybe hire some of our moms we can give you some exceptional services and of course excellent rates um and give me a J- code jason and we'll give you by further discount how about that <laughs> that'd
1: be great <laughs> Rina, can you share your social media links for both yourself and your company so people can reach out to you
2: Yeah, um, the social media link, uh, if you can find me on uh, uh, LinkedIn, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn. Uh, My website is www.momrelaunch.com. There's a Mom Relaunch page on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter as well. Or If you go to our website, momrelaunch.com, it has linked to all my uh, social media sites.
1: Hello, listeners. We'll have the links to our social media and other links at our, at our show notes. And you can find the show notes at www.cavernishallblog.com. We also ask that you subscribe or review review to the Cavendishall plat- uh, podcast on whatever platform you're listening to right now. Rina, we will coming to the end of our talk. Can you provide us any last-minute uh, wisdom or advice on any subject you want to talk about?
2: Yeah. Uh, again, um, I don't know if it is a wisdom of uh, advice or something here, but... If you're a company, uh, it's more like a request. Please uh, value the talent that we are nurturing. Give them an opportunity. And if you're a mom, uh, please take this time uh, to rebuild your career because in my opinion, you this time is one of the best time in my whole entire career that I have seen or in the past for women to go out build their career get out of the regular work at home thing and make an identity for yourself and we are there for you
1: we know thank you for your time today really appreciate it and especially thank you for all the, all the things you're doing for our community thank you very much
2: thank you jason
1: right. and to, thanks. And to our listeners thank you for your time as well and remember to be great every day
0: you know you've got to sing along don't you know you've got to Thank you for listening to this episode of the Cabinets HR podcast. Be sure to connect with us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitch, YouTube, and TikTok at Cabinets HR. Also check out our weekly live streams at the Cabinets HR Facebook, Twitch, YouTube, and Periscope, where we focus each week on an HR topic important for small business. These are every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time and last around three minutes. To join our weekly HR email newsletter list, send us an email to jasonkabnis at kabnishr.com. Thank you, and remember to be great every day.